Welcome to This Is His Story podcast. Ministries and God's stories you need to know. Welcome to Episode 29, Fundraising During a Recession. Well, I have noticed a few things in my couple of decades of doing this. And one, that is nonprofits normally don't hire, you know, people like me, fundraisers or digital fundraisers, when things are good or when things are bad, they normally hire in between. When times are good, sort of like post-COVID, um, there's a lot of organizations are fooled into thinking that they're doing something right during the good times. And of course, when it's in the bad, it's, oh, well, too little, too late. We don't have money. So my phone normally rings off the hook when we're in the in-betweens and whether we're heading up or heading down is when the phone starts ringing for me because people realize, wait a minute, whatever we're doing is about going to change. How's that going to affect me? Or will we were depending on this or expecting this and now we're expecting that and we need some assistance in, in between, right? Well, it's, it's sort of... It's sort of interesting. It's a funnel game. When it comes to fundraising, fundraising is a funnel game. New name cultivations and relationships bring conversions. And conversions bring fundraising and dollars and support. But just like you don't make a best friend overnight, that takes time. Same with donors. There's no magic bullet. So what happens is when times of panic... We're like, well, what can we do? Well, the answer was, well, when when times were good, that's when you should have invested and widened the net and deepened the relationships, not when you're in the pinch. And of course, not when you're in the bottom, when you can't afford it. You should have been doing that, you know, all along and consistently consistently. I will tell you this, this is very interesting. I'm blessed to have FC Dallas season tickets. I love soccer and I literally live about 10 minutes away from the FC Dallas Field, so I go to almost all the home games, everyone I can go to. And it's really interesting because if we're down one to nothing and there's literally four or five minutes left in the game, I panic and I want whenever they get the ball just to kick it towards the goal and see what happens. Just kick it to the goal, see what happens. You know, maybe you have a shot if you just get the ball down there, maybe some chaos, but they just run the plays. Because they know that their best chance of scoring is through one of their plays. And so even though it hasn't worked in 90 minutes yet, they still run the plays because they go to practice. They know. They know their odds. They know the other team's defense. They know the plan. They're just waiting for that moment. And I feel that sort of is the way it comes with fundraising is we hope there's one social media post that's just going to change everything. One email that's just going to change everything. And it's just not true. It doesn't work that way. And so running the plays is the best opportunity that organizations have. And it's running this funnel. And that is new name cultivation, build relationships, conversions. And so when it comes to fundraising, you attack the pyramid. I know that the donor pyramid is being challenged of what that is, but it still holds true that there are less people with more money sitting at the top than there are people at the bottom. So it is a pyramid. 
and you attack the top differently than you attack the bottom. But just like when you're panicking, you can't go to a donor you have not built a relationship with and expect them to write a check with a comma in it. The same works for the bottom of the pyramid too. There is no social media post, one post that you're going to make that's going to solve all your problems. It's the continual drip. It's the relationship and spending time with the donor at the top that gets him to give or give bigger. And it's relationships with the people at the bottom and the consistent messaging that that makes where you can score. It's slow. It's the drip. And that needs to be done over time, not in a panic. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of things that are really important. And of course, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I focus on digital fundraising and I stay within websites, social media, email, apps, you know, all the things digital. Obviously, there's a lot of things I know about the other side as well, but that's not my bullseye. So let's stay, let's stay digital right here. Okay. Well, website, the bottom of the funnel is the digital it's your website, your digital asset, and of course the donation page. But a lot of people are missing these things. So let's get right to them. Number one, messaging. It's the core of your website because it's the core of your organization that you must message and tell people about. And that's what your website's here to do. Messaging is what you say and how you say it. It's how your visitors come to understand your mission and the value to the world you provide, your value to kingdom work. When your messaging is disorganized or it's too dense, there's too much stuff going on on your website or it's confusing, you sort of lose credibility, if you will. So I want I want you to think like this. Sometimes I ask people, what, what does your organization do? And I get a five-minute answer. Well, we have seven different... Um, locations and this one, blah, 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 blah. And at the end, I'm like, you help victims of domestic, domestic abuse start over. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's the simple way to say it. It's like, no, no, that's the only way to say it. Especially when it comes to your website. I need to know what you do in a nutshell right off the bat. It's that tagline. It's the hero image. It's the message. Now, how you do it, we'll dig down into. But if you don't have the what down into that business card size, quick saying, it's going to be very confusing. And I trust me, I know I work with organizations that have been five years old, 10 years old, 50 years old, 100 years old. And the longer you're around, the more you do and the more complicated you feel it is. But it can never leave the essence of what you do. So if it is, we help victims of domestic abuse start over, then you can show how if somebody wants to lean in and dig in, which goes into the second point, the visitor journey, give them the why. And if they get, if they're interested in the why and the, and the what they'll figure out the what and the how, right? So to keep with it, we help victims of domestic abuse start over. Well, show a problem Show a solution. Three out of 10 women are victims of domestic abuse. I made that up, by the way. Don't quote me. Don't make a t-shirt over that. 75, 78% of domestic abuse victims re- return to the perpetrator. I made that up, but you get the point. See how we protect and love on the women 
who we serve. Take a look inside our home to protect and heal mothers in East Los Angeles, right? We build our websites too often with About Us page and mission statement page, but show, don't just tell your visitor what you're doing and how you're doing it so that then next, this is really, really important, sort of the next one, you need a compelling next step. So we help victims of domestic abuse start over. Give a mother a head start in life. Help Amanda land her first job. Give Kim's son a safe place to stay while her mother works or heals. Compelling next steps are huge. Our websites are about generating inspiration that leads to motion, momentum, real-life action. We want people to have a clear next step of how they can be involved. They see the problem. They know how this problem is going to be solved, and they know with their involvement, we can reach that goal. You want them to say, wow, what can I do about this? Okay, those are three things that if your website isn't doing, you're not going to convert. It doesn't matter how many people you get, how many new names, you're not going to convert well with these basic steps. And I find most people are missing these basic steps before they worry about their social media. They may hire a social media person. They're hiring the wrong consultants at the wrong times. I say this all the time. People run great plays with social media and they say, oh, this is the best practice that worked for us. And then other nonprofits go try to run that same play and it doesn't work. It's because it's not built for them. It, this, this is the main thing. And that is conversion and messaging on your website. Once you get this, then you worry about your social media. Then you worry about your emails. Then you worry about the top of the funnel. But you got to get the bottom of the funnel done right or else the top doesn't work, which is why I titled this, What Do You Do During a Recession? Because a lot of people work at the top of the funnel during a recession with the bottom of the funnel not working right. Always work from the bottom up. Then it may, the, the, Then you won't be frustrated with wasting money. Trust me, when I, the, by the time my phone rings, it's because somebody tried it a lot of different ways and they're just not seeing the needle move. They don't understand why. Well, we're doing all the right things. And this person said this was great and they told me it was going to work, but but it doesn't. And the executive director or pastors call me in and say, what's happening? And then I find that this stuff is normally the problem, right? The secret to a recession is the same as when times are good. It's the exact same. And <laughs> conversions. Pull people in, build the relationship, then the conversion and let them be your ministry partner. Don't panic. Just do the right things. Run consistent. If I was a football coach, it'd just be handoff, get a couple yards, get a couple yards, get a couple yards. Every once in a while, you throw a crazy pass, but just chug away, chug away. Make sure your messaging is, is super tight on your website. Give your visitor a journey through the problem or the solution, and then at the very end, give them a compelling next step that they can be part of. I'll read it one more time, just in case you didn't take notes. We help victims of domestic abuse start now. Um, take a look inside our home and see how we we protect and heal mothers in East Los Angeles, and then um, help Amanda land her first job. Give her mother a head start in life. Give Kim's son a safe place to stay while her mother works or heals. Those are next steps. Um, make sure your website has all these and you will do good in the good times and the bad. Hope this helped. 
Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples? Come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. CreativeDigitalGuide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.